Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. This is Outkick the Thrones. That's what we do on Mondays an hour or two, at least until this Monday, because there's no more show. But it's Jeff Schwartz and Jason Martin, who, of course, I used to write about television and film for Clay Travis on Outkick the Coverage. So we spent a full hour talking about the finale, what it meant, what they got wrong. We talked about some of the comments from the cast, took a couple of phone calls as well. You know what it is. It's Outkick the Thrones. And remember, this is all Game of Thrones talk. If you want the full podcast, if you want all the sports talk that we did on Monday, you're going to want to download the regular Outkick the Coverage podcast. This is all Thrones. We are hanging out, talking about Bran Stark and, well, what D.B. Weiss and David Benioff got wrong and why so many people are angry with them and how hard it is to end a series like this as well. So enjoy this. This is just Game of Thrones talk. Remember, Outkick the Coverage to the regular podcast if you want the sports talk. Enjoy this and enjoy your Memorial Day. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Hour number two, Outkick the Coverage radio program. Fox Sports Radio, anywhere in the country, foxsportsradio.com, 24-7-365 via the Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis podcast. My name is Jason Martin, former executive producer of this show, now host of the Jason Martin Show Sunday mornings here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find me on Twitter at jmartzone. Jeff Schwartz played in the NFL for eight years. He's on Twitter at Jeff Schwartz. You can find him there, and he will engage in an argument very easily. If you offer him the opportunity, Roberto Flores, Ryan Bershinger, Brian Finley, Big B, and Dub Yarbrough, they are the quartet spinning the dials radio style for us this morning across the country as we are blessed to be able to enjoy the freedoms that did not come free. They came at a price. And again, we say, happy Memorial Day. And the reason that I put happy behind it is simply because the best way to honor the sacrifices of those we lost is to enjoy the freedoms that they made possible. 
but to always in the back of your head remember why you have the ability to do the kinds of things that you do today and every other day and to stop a little bit not be quite as myopic get outside of your own bubble pull the mirror that's in front of your face down and recognize there's a lot of places in the world where this doesn't exist and it's always helpful i think to at least stop and consider how we can help them how we can not just stay here on our shores it's like what can we do to make this world just a little bit better for those that don't have it as well as we do in this country and so i say how well we have it jeff and we're going to talk about well all we do is we talk about entertainment and we talk about escapes for a living and it's amazing to stop and think just how blessed we actually are to be able to do that how privileged we are and now we're going to talk about another kind of escape we're going to talk about game of thrones for the next hour they call it outkick the thrones here i call it thrones talk on my program everyone has their own name for it game of thrones came to an end a week ago yesterday last night was a two-hour documentary chronicling the making of the final season many people have had their say there will be spoilers all through this joint for the next hour Ryan Bershinger and Brian Finley are two guys that are part of my team on the Jason Martin Show. They're in today as Danny G is out uh, and uh, Eddie Garcia are out. And Bershinger and I, a couple of weeks ago, engaged in a Game of Thrones character draft. And that may be something that happens during this hour as well. 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. Double will be able to take your phone calls uh, and we'll be able to get to those as well. So... Last week, Jeff, I was asked to go on the Big Leads podcast from Bobby Burak, and what was going to be a 30-minute conversation turned into more of a 70-minute conversation about Game of Thrones and television uh, in larger scope the day after the finale and looking at it from a, a larger point of view. But before I say anything about my thoughts i'm just going to let you lead off and wherever you want to take it to start yes. this conversation you take it and we will just kind of roll from there all right so i did not read the books all right my brother did uh, my brother has informed me uh, almost every episode at least through seasons one through about four and i know that this is about season four kind of got off the books even though there's five books um so i followed along maybe better than fans who didn't who you know who who didn't read the book because my brother just told me what was supposed to be done and what was done. But what I've always realized is that it's a TV show before it's a book, right? Like you have to, it has to be entertaining and it's not always going to follow exactly what you expect to happen from the books. And now they're off the books, obviously, because it's a TV show. It's for entertainment purposes. It's not going to be exactly like the book. So I've always come into this from that perspective, like entertainment first, rather than telling the true story of the books, all right? And the way I look at this show is I want to be entertained. And maybe I have a low standard for entertainment. And maybe I do. I like a lot of movies that are maybe not really highly rated just because they entertain me. They make me laugh. They make me have emotions, whatever. So I went in this show always just wanting to be entertained. And I wanted some things done as well with, you know, you know, storylines wrapped up in a certain way, but I just wanted to be entertained. And for me, this season entertained me. Was it the best season of all time? No, but I also think what makes me successful in the media world and in life is I think outside the box a little bit. And I understood that this season was six episodes. It's been going on for 10 years now. Everyone wants this to wrap up as quickly as possible. They want to move on with their lives. And I understood that was part of 
the process into the season that it was not going to be a perfect season for all those reasons. They were just they wanted to get it over with. Imagine doing something for ten years of your life all the time. We we've listened and read uh, about you know from actors that have been in this series talking about the, the commitment it's taken them to do the show and they've grown up with the show. Like they're ready to move on. So I, I expected the season to not be perfect and it was far from perfect but it was entertaining i will say the last episode there were some things that bothered me because i expected two storylines to be better to end better i kept waiting for them to end better brand like you have this guy that can do everything within the world knows everything and we got like nothing from him really really nothing um no background really in what happened with with the White Walkers, what they are, the Night King. None of that happened. Um, I just felt unfulfilled by his story arc. And I, I get in the book, supposedly, that he really is boring too, so that shouldn't be a surprise. Um, and then Arya. We spent three seasons with Arya, learning how to change her face, being blind, being wherever she was, and then just ended with her just going west for no odd reason whatsoever. So those were the two things that bothered me. Otherwise, I was I was fine. I was entertained. Like that's what I wanted to be. Was when I sat down Sunday night to be entertained for an hour and a half. I didn't take it too seriously. I know people take it more seriously than I do. I'm just a casual fan. I think more people are probably like me than are probably like you or my brother that look at it more in depth and really are upset about character arcs. I don't know how. I'm just thinking how you're going to react. I don't really know. Um, uh, and the last thing about the complaining to me about the show is that, and I'm sure you can fill me in on this because this is your job as a TV critic, like, I feel a lot of people complained about the way things ended but have no alternate ending in mind. You know, they say, well, the character arcs didn't wrap up how I wanted them to wrap up. Well, then how did you expect them to wrap up? Like, that, that to me is always something. When people complain, tell me how you would have done it. Don't just complain. What would have satisf- satisfied you in the end. So that's where I stand. I was entertained by it. I thought the last episode was not very good because I expected something to happen with Bran, with Arya. Like, give me something. We spent all this time building their characters up. I feel like we were unfulfilled with those two characters. Otherwise, I was fine with how Jane, with how Cersei died and Jamie died and Danny and John. Like, I was fine with John ended his watch. I get it. It's fine. Like, that was all fine. But I just wanted Bran and Arya to end differently. Um, and brand to tell us something of importance. <laughs> I felt like an Arya to just do something with all her skills. Uh, but one thing that uh, I will say last, I know I'm rambling here. Last comment. You're good. Go ahead. Something that's v- very interesting about this show is that we as the audience know more about each character than the characters do on the show of each other. Of course. And that's something we have to keep in mind. So even though I'm upset about like Arya not doing more more with her skills the, the rest of her family has no idea she's a stone cold killer i know she killed the the night king but they don't know that how good of a killer she is right and just like most of the starks don't really get how special bran is they kind of know but don't really know so you have to keep that in mind is that we know more about the characters than the individual characters on the show. I can't believe we're talking about a show like this. <laughs> they, they know of each other. So maybe we maybe we were expecting too much because we know what these characters can do, but the characters on the show don't know what each other can do. Does that make sense? It does. It would make Tyrion suggesting Bran even less sensible, though, 
for him to not know some of the things that we know about the brand character. But he, remember, he sat and talked to Brand. Yeah, he did. He, he actually he had some conversations. He, he doesn't know what Aria. He has no idea the Aria what she's been through. He really has no yeah. idea probably what John's been through. Um, so that that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. But just the whole like in the chains and they're going to execute him, and then all of a sudden he's free. There are little simple things that. That bothered me a little bit about you know like why did why couldn't John just wait till the till Grey Worm leaves and then just come back to the city like <laughs> like little things that um, I thought were silly but I again I'm not upset by it uh, I know that you know this season got terrible ratings on on IMBD and all this other stuff I mean whatever I I don't take it that seriously I just want to be entertained and I, every night on Sunday night for an hour and a half this this season uh, for the last four episodes I was entertained so. The petition that was out there at change.org, this is where I will start. The petition was out there that said, HBO, we demand that you remake this final season because David Benioff and D.B. Weiss have proven to be completely incompetent when they don't have source material to draw upon. My question to that petition has been the same. And some people take this as me defending them. It's not really me defending them because I didn't care for the ending either. But... Of those 600,000 people that signed that petition, how many of them wanted the same ending as the rest of the 600,000 people? The problem with a petition like that, going back to your alternate endings theory, is the problem for these people is that they didn't get the ending that they had dreamed up in their head for what this show was going to be. And there have been questions raised over the past week as to Shows that have such a rich mythology, that have so many different characters, that cast such a wide net, just in terms of scope and breadth of content, how many of them have actually been able to have a satisfactory ending? And the one that you always point back to as sort of the test case for getting it wrong. I disagree. I'm in the vast minority. I thought the finale was tremendous, but 95% of the world disagrees with me is Lost. Lost was the first show that sort of encapsulated this kind of thing. And then Lost spawned a bunch of other iterations of shows that tried to do the exact same thing. And they did it better in the eyes of most people. But the list of shows that have been able to survive through this kind of a process is incredibly short. And when you've gone for 10 years and you're two writers, two, two showrunners in Weiss yeah. and Benioff that loved this series and wanted to adapt it for HBO and saw something in it, when they took this gig, they were under the impression that by the time they got to a season seven, which I'm sure they probably didn't take for granted they would get there, that the books would be finished. Yes. They yes. never walked into this project assuming they were going to have to write anything. George R. R. Martin didn't hold up his end, which continually tells me he's really, really friggin' unsure how to end his own story. And when you look at the length of the books and thousands of characters, it's real difficult to give everybody the proper ending. I'm not going to say a happy ending, because nothing about Game of Thrones should end happy. Correct. That's not what this is. It's not something that's supposed to break the wheel, which is sort of the way it's been described over the past couple of weeks. Which is a little bit why the finale felt like everyone was kind of happy. It's like, eh, it's not really... 
You sure that's the way this ends? Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, it was almost it was almost neat and tidy. But the I guess the thing was, and then we'll go to a break and we'll come back. We will continue because we're going to talk Game of Thrones this entire hour and take your calls at eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, which is nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. You should already have that thing in your phone. You should be calling Clay every morning and God, well, I don't know if you should call Godly, but you should call several people during the day. Just kidding, Doug. Just kidding, buddy. Um, but the thing is, four or five years ago, I thought, okay, Brand's probably going to end up on the throne. And really? I, but here's the thing: I thought by the time we got there it would make sense and we would have equity in that character. And there would have been things that would have happened that would have made it okay to get there. The problem for this entire season is that nothing felt earned in the biggest moments of the year. With the exception probably of Arya ending the Battle of Winterfell. But Bran ending up on the throne did not feel earned. It did not feel like there was a reason to get there. We were not sort of led there. There was something in the middle that was left out. A lot of people say it was rushed. I don't think it was rushed. I don't think they knew how to tell that piece of the story. They weren't sure. They knew their ending. Famously, Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof knew the very last shot of Lost from the first shot of Lost. They knew it was going to be Jack Shepard's eye opening, and then it was going to go to black, and that was going to be the end of the series. So they wrote from day one to get to that moment. Sometimes you can write yourself into a corner. A lot of series are guilty of doing that. How I Met Your Mother knew they wanted to do Ted and Robin at the end, wrote themselves into a corner at the end of the pilot episode. Then the last season should have told them, we need to go in a different direction. This story has taken a turn we were not expecting, but they were stubborn, stuck to it, and destroyed their series in the end. More shows do that than not. Game of Thrones could be an example of it. So when we come back on the other side, I'm going to read from an editorial written by Isaac Hempstead Wright, who played Bran Stark, who wrote a guest editorial for The Hollywood Reporter, defending the finale and explaining why it was perfect. I'm not going to go there, but I'm going to read a couple of paragraphs about what he thought and how he explained it away. Then we'll talk about some of the other reaction to this and the one piece of this story that really pissed me off which was the Jamie Lannister non-resolution when they had it sitting right in front of them. All they had to do was dunk on it, and it was Lonzo Ball when basically he passed out of a wide-open layup, or Eric Bledsoe early in the series. That was so easy, and they got it wrong. If you want to talk Thrones with us, I'll kick the Thrones for the remainder of the hour. 877-996-6369. That's 877-99 on Fox. Happy Memorial Day to you here on this Monday. Jeff Schwartz, Jason Martin, back in a moment here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be At Farmers Insurance, we know every windshield collision has a unique sound. Beetle. Bird poop. Drone. 
Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Slim Shady on Memorial Day. Welcome back to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Clay's out. I'm Jason Martin on Twitter at jmartzone. You can follow me, but first follow my buddy Jeff Schwartz. He's at Jeff Schwartz on Twitter. We're talking Thrones this hour, like we've done on Outkick the Thrones every Monday in hour two. And we're taking your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. That's 996-6369. And we will take a phone call here in just one second. But I said before the break I wanted to read from an editorial, a guest editorial written by Isaac Hempstead-Wright, who played Bran Stark. And he wrote this for The Hollywood Reporter. I'm just going to read a little bit of this. As for me, I am thrilled with the way the show ends. At the beginning of the show, Bran is a disabled 10-year-old with slim chances of surviving in this harsh universe. He will never be the warrior who comes in on horseback and saves the day, but he is resilient. He survives attempted murder more times than I can count. He journeys with only a handful of other people to one of the most dangerous and northerly points on the map, and he returns one of the most powerful characters in Westeros. I find it an extraordinary character arc to see him go from a vulnerable character totally dependent on others to the one person who holds all the keys to understanding the world. Bran becoming king is a victory for the still and considered people of this world, who too often get sidelined by the commotion of those who are louder and more reactionary. He doesn't shout to make himself heard, but instead waits and chooses his words and actions very carefully. In that, I think Bran presents a valuable reminder to us all in this day and age where sensationalism is rife and anybody can voice an opinion to millions, to sit and consider things a little more carefully. The ending of the show has been dramatic and unexpected. Witnessing Danny descend into primal anger is hard indeed, and I can see why people took it to heart. But Thrones is at its best when it does things that hurt us. Hodor's death, for example. And episodes five and six of the final season are no different. There's perhaps no harder scene to watch that when John kills the woman he loves in the hope that it might save the kingdom. It is an impossibly difficult decision to make, and the jury is out on whether it was the right thing to do, and we will never know. Life doesn't have neat happy endings. It is ambiguous and ultimately inconsequential. To end Game of Thrones with uncertainty is perhaps the most honest way to end a story so vast and complex, and that uncertainty is what we all feel as we begin our life after thrones those are the words of isaac hemphead wright who wrote this for sorry hempstead wright who wrote this for the hollywood reporter played brand stark so some of what he says or a lot of what he says there is real interesting because we've talked jeff on this show many times about social media and how dangerous it can be because it's yeah. so much of the extremes lacking nuance correct and so him talking about brand presenting a valuable reminder where sensationalism is rife and anybody can voice an opinion to millions to sit and consider things a a little more carefully that's well taken and even though the thing about brand that's kind of frustrating to me other than they didn't make us care about him before they did what they did with him at the very end is that for him to have known all of the things that he knew and he stayed quiet and let all of that stuff happen That leaves a sour taste in people's mouth. But if you want to take it to another place, there's a segment in Avengers Endgame where Tony Stark is trying to figure out what's going to happen. And Doctor Strange has already gone through 14 million different simulations to see how this thing could end. So he already kind of knows. 
and he knows that there's only one ending that actually gets them through the eye of the needle. And so Tony Stark asked him to tell him. And the response from Dr. Strange is, if I tell you what's going to happen, it's not going to happen. And so, because you can't manufacture results, you would immediately try to make it, especially if it's a good ending, you would immediately try to do the kinds of things that would get you to that ending, and you can't. Those things have to occur naturally, and many times, especially in fiction, you have to rise and you have to fall and you have to watch the characters learn things in the valleys and then climb back up to the mountaintops. And unfortunately, that's where I have my problem with the Jamie Lannister portion of this, which is... We spent a lot of time watching a redemption story for Jamie Lannister. We saw him grow, learn things about himself, see his own flaws, and try to grow from those moments. And then, with maybe the most likable, if not if not the most, one of the most likable characters on the entire series, Brienne, when he leaves on horseback to go yeah. to Cersei, we all expect he's going there to kill her, right? Correct. And when he doesn't do that, and I guess he just recognizes in that moment, no, this is the woman that I've always loved, despite the fact that we're siblings and all of those you know, unfortunate things that are part of this series. The redemption just gets thrown by the wayside, and Brienne gets treated like trash in the end. And that felt like such a lazy, obnoxious way. If you had just given me the Jamie story ending right i would have felt a lot better about a lot of the other things because i was fine with john john didn't get punished the way i read that was they knew when they sent him to castle black which didn't need to exist anymore there was no need for a night's watch that as soon as they opened the gate torman was going to be there because in effect that was a punishment for gray worm to hear he was being punished and then he was supposed to be a wildling all along. Even though he had the lineage, he never felt like he was a part of that. He was right. never certainly a Targaryen. He was the dude that was going to go in the wilderness with people and live free. So in effect, it was a punishment that was actually a reward. And Bran knew when he sent him there exactly what was going to happen because Bran knows everything. So he sent him there as a reward. It was a goodbye, but it was a goodbye to this King's Landing life that never made sense for Jon Snow anyway. So I was fine with the John ending, and and maybe contrary to you, I was also really happy with the Arya ending, even though I thought she needed to die because she had done so much leading up to the finale. Her going off and having the balls to travel west to uncharted land, of course that's what her character would do. Her character was a loner who never necessarily played well with others, and so nobody else would have the guts to do it, so she's just going to go into the teeth of it with her fighting skill and with her free spirit and with her sort of lone wolf mentality and just see what happens out there with no one and no barriers. I thought that that all made total sense, and Sansa is the one that needed to have some level of power in the end, and she was able to keep it. So I was fine with a lot of some of that, the descent to the Mad Queen, we all expected that to happen. It felt like it kind of came from nowhere. It didn't necessarily have all of the components beforehand, even though they had set the stage for eight years for it to happen. But the Jamie Lannister thing, Jeff, that's where I struggled. That's that's where I got ticked off. Yeah, I, I did expect uh, something to happen where he killed her. I mean, I mean, that's what we all kind of expected. Maybe... In the end, that that wasn't what it was planned. But I thought I, I thought I saw people talk on Twitter about the book, like basically said something about how they were going to die together or something. There's a, or there was a 
maybe foreshadowing moment or something like that but basically they died together which is exactly how they came into the world together um i was surprised but i thought i thought two moments where i thought aria was gonna be someone else was that moment and then john killing danny but then yeah we i thought that, that was that, i thought that was aria who killed danny for a second i thought then, they but, might do that but then we would have had john would have had to yes. die again yes somewhere, which, yes they didn't show us any of that. Um, I guess your point about Jamie makes sense. See, see, you actually at least provide an alternate ending, which is that Jamie would have killed um, Cersei. Uh, Cersei. But it just it it did seem like they were headed in that direction when he went back to get her. I mean, the whole battle with 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 with, Ir- with Euron was just kind of awkward too. Yeah, like he just survived somehow. <laughs> dragon attack on his boat. Um, Okay, another thing about the dragons. Quickly, yeah, there's a lot about is, the dragons, man. Is I I didn't understand why they were so bad in battle <laughs> originally. <laughs> now she obviously changed her strategy. She flew from the blind spot in the sun, and then she flew low to high to avoid the the the, the uh, whatever those are called. What are those those uh, those machines were called? Scorpions. Scorpions. There we go. Scorpions. There you go, Bershinger. Keep that mic on, buddy. Scorpions. All right. Um, how did the dragon know to burn the throne? I don't really get. I didn't well, I, that's a, look. That. Look, Ryan and I talked about this yesterday. My problem with the dragons is, and it's so weird to say my problem with the dragons is, as if I'm about to talk factually about fictional beasts. But the truth of the matter is, the discernment level of these dragons really bothers me. In that we're sort of led to believe watching it that they blame or that this dragon, the lone dragon, blames Jon Snow and knows that Jon killed basically his mother. The one thing that the dragon cares about in this world. So what that dragon decides to do is destroy the Iron Throne, which means that the dragon knows what the throne is, leave Jon Snow alive, and just after watching us watch this, you know, the dragons destroy King's Landing for the last 10 minutes of the penultimate episode of the series, he just picks up Danny and disappears, and we're to assume that that dragon's not going to come back and lay waste to all these humans who he has to blame or have some level of rage for the fact that Daenerys Targaryen is now no more? Like, this dragon, it's the discernment level of this dragon that really bothers me and concerns me. I don't understand the selective outrage of this dragon. I didn't know that dragons thought in this manner so that felt very contrived and television like the best part of that entire sequence was Ramin Jawadi's soundtrack his score work which was tremendous throughout the entire series I think this might have been the highlight of the whole series this and the piano that they used at the end of the battle of Winterfell after the Night King was killed uh, were two of the best pieces of music I've seen from an orchestral standpoint in television history I like the the music that was played before Cersei blew up the High Scepter. Yeah, that was good too. That was pretty good. It was like it was like twenty minutes of the buildup uh, of that. Um, yeah, I I like how in depth are we supposed to feel about a dragon on a show? <laughs> That's the thing. It's like right. I think like sometimes we have to sit back and realize that we're we're upset about a show that had flying dragons. Yes, and. Witchcraft people being brought from the dead, yes, and weird things like it just it's it's just kind of funny how we're so upset about a show that's in a fantasy world. Um, I will let me ask you this question. Yeah. I was thinking about this, like there, 
There are people that didn't love the Breaking Bad ending. There are people that don't like every ending. The Breaking, Breaking Bad, Bad ending really ended. I thought it really was too. Some people thought it was too neat and tidy. I thought it was perfect. Really? Because he still he can still be alive. Spoiler. Yeah. Alert. Well, yes, exactly. But the, I thought that I thought that it made total sense because he finally did. Walter White accepted the fact that he was not a good man. That he was Correct. not doing this for altruistic purposes. He was no longer doing this for his family. He realized he was evil, and because he was able to be honest with himself, all of the things that he had fumbled and fallen over for seasons of that show he was finally able to succeed because he knew who he was and he was able to go for the proper motivations after the conversation that he had with Skyler so but but people didn't like it and some people said the show should have ended with Ozymandias which I think might be the best television episode period ever which was two episodes before I was thinking about this a couple of days ago Jeff what if Game of Thrones had ended with the Winds of Winter just which right there, episode? open-ended, which was the end of six. It was the episode after the Battle of the Bastards where Cersei pulled her biggest con, basically, and blew up the keep. Like, all of... I think it was the end of six. It was the last episode of six. The best two episodes in this series, to me, were that one and uh, the Battle of Blackwater Bay, which was a penultimate episode of season two. That's yeah. the one that hooked me on the show long-term, and it was one of Tyrion's best episodes as well. But if we had ended at the end of six and just left it sort of open-ended with Cersei sort of on top after outsmarting people, she was the ultimate villain on the show, and for her to have she kind was. of been in charge at the end amorphously, I think people would have had a much better impression of the show had they just found a way to end it there as opposed to even trying to tell the rest of this story. But won't we have been upset that dragons weren't more part of the story? And I think people would have... No, I guess you're right about that. I think people would have taken any ending than than this one. Um, Like I said, I would have been fine with it. I've been entertained by this. But yeah, that that would have made sense to end... Kind of in that in that moment, man, they had some great episodes though in this show. Wow, I'm just thinking. About no, they it. did. I mean, yeah, they, they absolutely yeah. did. Hard home, and uh, there there have been a number of great episodes, but this I last guess, two like, seasons I, has been polarizing in a way that look, Weiss and Benioff are now going to do Star Wars. It comes out in 2022, and everybody assumes that that's going to suck. People are going to be so mad about it, and then I bet you it's not going to suck because I don't think these guys are inept. I just think they. They didn't know where to go. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o -O who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts 
people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. we got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachinko Machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their tricks of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing. And a less than perfect one. <laughs> Seen it, covered it. Talk to farmers. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. I'm going to take some calls here in just a second. But some people have tweeted me at Zone. I think they've hit at Jeff Schwartz as well. And have talked about how HBO has a history of this. I and mean, it's not the network, obviously. Many times HBO lets shows go on so long that they are already out of ideas. The Sopranos is the one everyone points to. That's probably the most controversial finish to a series 
uh, certainly until Game of Thrones, and it was more of an open-ended deal that took place in the restaurant. You remember it well. And they pointed to Oz having a bad ending at Six Feet Under. I think Six Feet Under had a great ending. Most people agree with me. But I put together a list during the break of what I consider to be the best dramatic series finales of my lifetime and my favorites. The Shield is generally regarded as the gold standard. The Leftovers, which I think is HBO's best show of this decade. Um, maybe Veep is probably probably right there with it. But The Leftovers had my favorite ending, period, ever. Uh, and then you can add to that list Friday Night Lights, which had a perfect ending and a very easy ending that they didn't overthink. Person of Interest, the most just underrated network show in many years that no one watched that should have. And it, it got better and better, and it had a tremendous finish. Fringe, uh, also a great ending there. And is there anything that I forgot off this list? I also wrote down The Office because it ended perfectly, even though the two seasons that happened before it were not very good at all. Let's go to Kevin in North Carolina. He joins us here on Outkick the Thrones. Kevin, what's up? Hey. Hey, man. Uh, two, two quick things. Sure. Uh, did you guys see Jason Momoa's uh, reaction to Season 8 finale? I did not. And what did he have to say? <laughs> it's hilarious. He was, he was kicked off. It's online. You can look it up. It's hilarious. Okay. Uh, and two, do you think Arya is going to have one of the spinoff shows? I don't know. Uh, I don't know how many of the... I need to look into the spinoff stuff. I don't know if I'm going to endeavor into it or not, quite frankly. Um, you know, I was pot committed to this, so I was definitely going to see it through. It's going to depend on the content, honestly, for me, as to whether or not it's something I'm going to watch. And we'll see who's associated with it and things of that nature. I mean, this was a long, arduous eight seasons. Yeah. I mean, this was 10 years of your life, and some people felt like it was wasted. I don't. I mean, the vast majority of this series was very good and very entertaining. And even if you didn't love the ending, you can still appreciate all the time that and all the enjoyment that you got out of this, even if the ending wasn't what you hoped that it was going to be. But I don't know all of the spinoffs. Do you know... Spinoff wise, Jeff, any of that stuff? No, I mean, I think they're set. It feels like out of the last episode, they're setting up for a John spinoff, possibly yeah, North maybe. of the Wall, um, and then Arya going west. That feels about the two simplest spinoffs to have. I mean, obviously, you can have one, maybe like an. Uh, no, it, those are probably the two simplest ones to do. Um, and have we seen. Uh, either Macy Williams or Kit Harrington, have they done anything outside of Thrones really since Thrones has started? I, I, I mean, you know, we're seeing like Sophie Turner branch out. Yeah. We're seeing some, but I don't think we've seen them do anything else yet, have we? No, and there, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. It's going to be hard to take. Yes. Like Kit Harrington's going to have a hard time filling other roles. Just like, you know, you, you mentioned the office ending perfectly. It was the, the last two seasons, eight and nine. We're not very good. No. Well, I, I take it back. I, I've watched them many times through now. I know it was on your office podcast. That was fantastic. That was yes. Fun, by the way, they're not as bad as we think they are. Catherine Tate stuff was bad. The stuff with Spader was good. The Robert yes. California stuff was, was, was pretty entertaining. Who, who's the, who's the, is that, is that, um, uh, what's her face? Um, Catherine Tate is Nellie Bertrand. Nellie, yeah, that was bad. That, that was, was bad. awful. Um, the, the, the stuff in Tallahassee, but the AARM, the, the second to last episode, was amazing, which is just like old yes. office. And then the last yes. one, obviously, was great. So Beautiful. those two, to your point, kind of make the rest of the last two seasons 
feel better. I wonder if for Thrones, if the last episode kind of wrapped everything up in the bow we wanted, we would forget that maybe the first couple episodes weren't what we expected. Oh, absolutely. And I thought that's what was going to happen, Jeff. I thought that the season was back. I thought it was backloaded. Yeah, I thought it was backloaded. I thought that that after the brand thing, they were going to do something else and pull one final twist, and it was going to end on a different note than it did. But instead... Instead of just kind of rising and crescendoing up this mountain, it was us traveling down a mountain. It was us getting to like flatland and just kind of walking off. Flat, I think, is the best way actually to describe it. You weren't on a crag, you know. This wasn't Nickelodeon guts. You weren't on the aggro crag. You were walking across <laughs> a desolate awesome. desert with tumbleweed blowing across. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you just heard Ramin Jawadi and you see the credits. You're like, oh, so that's it. And that was it. I mean, you know, I thought they did a nice job with the way that they sort of did it from a vision. I thought visually it was very, very well done. Some of the best shots in the history of the series came during those final two episodes. Visually stunning stuff. Narratively, not as much. So that is Outkick the Thrones. It was a great show that didn't necessarily land the plane at the end, which just puts it on the scrap heap along with a lot of other shows that could not do the same. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when 
you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on!